Hi, and welcome to Satan's Angel Movie Podcast, uh, Walking with Satan's Angel. My name is Josh Dragata, and I am the director of the film. Um, today's podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, equipment and what I learned um, while selecting equipment, um, some of the pluses and some of the minuses. Um, now, keep in mind, this was a, a documentary, so there was some action and obviously some spontaneous a- action, um, but uh, there wasn't a tremendous amount of camera movement. Um, I decided to shoot this film with uh, the Canon 5D Mark II. While I was looking around at different cameras, uh, this camera, specifically because of the, um, the large uh, chip, um, really gave me the most uh, picture-wise. And I mean, I guess my roots are in um, photography. So uh, I'm always going to look for the best picture that I can get it, you know, at, at the cost. And for me, the 5D Mark II just um, nails it. Uh, we just got our uh, Blu-ray discs um, yesterday and I watched it on my HDTV at home and wow. I mean, it's just remarkable how the picture held up. Mind you, some shots were in the dark. I mean, some places we shot, we didn't have lights. We were in clubs and, um, you know, in some constrained spaces. Um, so there are, there are um, some artifacts and some noise. But uh, the, besides that, I mean, it, the, the picture just held up impeccably. So um, the 5D Mark II. Um, I ended up using a couple of uh, different lenses. One is a um, is an ultrasonic. Uh, it's an L series uh, seventy to two hundred lens that um, my friend uh, gave me, and um, I use that for a lot of the um, a lot of the interviews um, and some of the uh, some of the in some of the clubs when I just had to sort of sit back and, and watch some of the action um, that came in handy. I also uh, bought a doubler. Um, so like when we were in Vegas and we were shooting some shots and I was really far uh, back in this room, I popped on that doubler and it was like 400 millimeters and this stuff looked great. I mean, it really held up. So um, if you can pick up that doubler, it comes in handy for different things. I mean, I've used it for different uh, photography, uh, wildlife stuff and some landscape stuff and it just, it's great. Um, the other lens that I used was the... Um, what was it? It's the 24 to 105, the L series lens. Again, came in very handy um, for interviews and just, you know, when we're in situations where I've got to just open that guy up and um, try to keep my focus and try to keep a steady image, uh, that wide angle really, really helped. So those are two lenses that I used. Um, I also picked up a, um, a little monitor. I got a little Marshall monitor and it's probably like a well, like a four inch five inch monitor it's a v lcd five uh 50 it's an hdmi in so that worked out really nice um and um you know i'd plug i'd plug that in when we do our interviews i can always monitor it i could even screw it on the top of a tripod and have it at my side and that helped um in terms of our audio um i'm using actually to do this podcast our um, zoom h4n um recorder which uh I've heard stories about um, some drag and um, loss of sync. I personally didn't run into that sub into that problem uh, with this film, um, but 
th- this thing was just right for what we needed. I mean, on, on, a, on another production, you know, um, where you'd have multiple characters speaking and, you know, that's, you know, you'd, you'd use something different. But on a documentary, I, I loved them um, and I boomed them and it just was right in right into the zoom h4n and um dumping the footage was just seamless it was just very easy came out as wave files um i used a slate um that was more for my own um my own just just for me because i like having that uh, that first frame to look at and thumbnails and stuff but um you know you can buy things like uh, pluralize which that's a that's an excellent um, application that um, syncs all your footage for you um, I believe Final Cut Pro X now has um, just an auto sync um, as part of that. Uh, but in any way, that's what we use, this H4N. So it's back to the old school days of like dual system. Um, it reminded me of like shooting 16 on a Ball X and having a Nagra there. Um, so um, what we used in terms of microphones uh, were um, the Sennheiser's um, EW100 uh, uh, G3s. Uh, I used one of those lobs obviously because of uh, costs i couldn't go out and get two of them two would have been nice i could have used it but i got away with one and i had an audio technica boom that i've had now for 12 years this boom has just been solid thank goodness um and when you plug it into the h4n you don't need any external battery you don't need any batteries to power the to um to power the mic it has i think what's called phantom power so it just comes the the h uh h4n powers the boom so um Canon, uh, 5D Mark II, H4N, digital recorder, and um, Sennheiser and Audio-Technica microphones. All this stuff really helped a lot. Um, When we were traveling around, um, it was easy to stow. um, You know, we drive out to Vegas or, you know, San Francisco, we flew. I mean, all this stuff was easy to, to, to take. I mean, you have to think... Um, we don't have any budget really to do much traveling. So, you know, paying for extra cargo is just not really an option. So it was like a lot of carry on stuff, one bag, we'd stow a lot of stuff in there. Um, so those are the things that I would suggest. They worked well for us in our small micro budget, uh, documentary. Um, one of the other things that we did, um, I, I opted to go with green screen on a lot of this, um, for interviews. Um, sometimes we were shooting in Las Vegas and we would just, you know, have a stream of gals come in and we would just do interview after interview. And it was just easier for us to have a suite and be that be our base and just set up a green screen and just interview them and light it nicely. And it really paid off. Um, I think when you see the documentary, you'll see I ended up using a lot of backgrounds that I ended up bringing in um, with uh, Chroma King. Um um, that were angels, old headlines and stuff like that. And then I, you know, tweaked, f- um, the color and temperature of that and, and gave them different colors like orange or pink or blue. Um, and it worked out well. They just, the, the, the girls just popped. I mean, mind you, they're all in their burlesque regala and, you know, against this really cool sort of a retro-esque background with, you know, these old newspaper clippings. So it just really made the image pop. And it brought, I felt like it brought you into the interview and just kind of kept you in that atmosphere, that, that, that vintage kind of vibe. Um, and I, all of this stuff, I actually not all of it, my camera, um, and the green screen 
and my lens and um, the little Marshall monitor, I picked up at Sammy Camera over on um, Fairfax. And, you know, I like Sammy. It's good. I go in there and you can ask those guys pretty much anything. And they're all super geeks and they can point you in the right direction. And, and, and they, they haven't taken advantage of me. They've been pretty good guys. I bought my audio uh, package, the, um, the Lavalier at Coffee Sound. And again, I had a really great experience there. And they told me if I ever needed to change frequencies, if there was anything that um, I had any problems just to bring it back and they would help me out with whatever. Um, so those are really, really helpful um, places. If you're in LA and you're looking for um, some, some places to purchase some of this gear, those are two places that I would suggest. I found it important for me personally as, a, as an artist to buy this stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't stand borrowing things from people because, well, let's face it. I mean, you never know if you're gonna get it or not. I've just sort of sucked it up and bought stuff and I've always had it and then I've used it for other projects. It's just the way that I operate. And I would, you know, I would suggest that to other filmmakers that are interested in, in purchasing or, or interested in making a project because um, at the end of the day, uh, you're gonna have your film when you complete your film, you're gonna have your film. And it's nice to also have this equipment that you can make other projects with. If you have your own gear people are going to talk to you and they're going to be interested in making other projects with you i mean you bring something besides your talent to the table you bring equipment i've you know been compiling a list of all of my gear so whenever i write an email out to somebody or if somebody approaches me with a job i attach that with my um with my email this is all the stuff that i bring to the table and you know it goes it goes a certain distance because it's expensive to rent gear. So that is, in a nutshell, what I used to, um, to make this project with. Uh, the next step of this is obviously post. So in post-production, um, we are looking at um, uh, Sony Vegas. Yeah, I know probably I'm going to get some laughs about that. Um, but the reason I used Sony Vegas is because I built this computer for about $850 um five years ago and it's lasted and it allowed me to to um to cut on it and i'm done i can honestly say i'm done this is the last project that i will cut um on this uh on this system um i'm gonna switch over to mac i'm probably gonna pick a new mac pro up um within the next two weeks so um I bid you farewell, Sony Vegas. We have had many memories, but um, not all so great. At any rate, um, w the process in bringing the 5D footage into um, a PC uh, environment, because don't forget, you're using um, H.264 compressed video out of that 5D, um, was an application that I used called Neoscene that I believe GoPro now owns. From that point, um, I would do all of my green screen, all my chroma keying in After Effects, which worked out really well. Um, <clears throat> and there was, a, there was a really nice little plugin that I used on there, and it was called Keylight. And um, that helped um, just keying out a lot of that green screen stuff, because I tried doing it in Sony Vegas, and it was just, it was, it was problematic. Um, so Sony Vegas, After Effects, and then within Sony Vegas, to give a lot of color, I would go um, with Red Giant's uh, Magic Bullet. 
And really, that's it. I mean, th- that was it. We ended up sending off our sound to um, Roz over at Neurotic Artist Studios in um, Austin, Texas. And I'll talk about that um, on another um, episode. But in terms of production and then post-production, that's pretty much it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this episode. Um, please keep listening, and I will take you on this journey a little bit farther. My name is Josh Dragata, and this is Satan's Angel Movie Podcast. You can go check out the film at satansangelmovie.com, and we are available on Facebook and Twitter, and my website is www.joshuadragata.com. Thanks so much, and stay tuned.